Hey everyone, and welcome back to an episode of Taboo. Taboo. Today we got some wine for you guys. Yep. We have to be super cringe with that clink. It sounds so beautiful to my ears. You guys know I love ASMR. <laughs> But I am so excited for today's episode because it's a hot topic, girl. Word. What are this we talking week, about today? This week, girl, we're talking about embracing your sexuality, mm-hmm. our sexuality, featuring what's going on in the news right now, which is Chloe Bailey and her being sexualized. Right. And normally, we're not going to talk about like everything that's happening in pop culture. Right. But it just so happens that these topics that are coming up are so... In line with what we need to discuss anyway. Yeah. We just... We, ne- we have to talk about it. Right. So... Let's Starts off, what I think everyone pretty already knows what's going on with Chloe Bailey. Mm-hmm. We've seen it all over our timelines. But to sum it up for you guys, um, basically she put up a video of her saging her room and she wasn't wearing any pants. She was wearing a thong. You know, that thing was thanging. And basically the internet went crazy because she looked good. She yeah. looked good and people weren't expecting. I guess people like haven't seen it because after her busted challenge, we all knew that. That something was back there, but the I guess... The busted challenge and that video she made that was like... It wasn't the silhouette challenge, but she was dancing in her room with the red light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. So to top it all off with her not wearing any underwear, you know, guys on the internet went crazy. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of taken aback because there was a whole section of people online who were supporting her, obviously, and saying, you look amazing. Like, we're, oh my God, like, you really grew up. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you separated from Hallie because, you know, they used to be Chloe and Hallie mm-hmm. um, together, but now she has a separate account. But then there was a whole separate group of obviously like pick me women and <laughs> not pick me women pick me women and <laughs> men who were basically just like she's dragging it like she is she doesn't need to be doing that mm-hmm. um she's exposing too much of herself and so and there was also a, a set of men that was just like drooling over her but I think women were drooling over her mm-hmm. too in a good way but there was a lot of people who were just like who in that moment decided to sexualize a girl who was just doing something that brought positivity to her life. Yeah. And she just so happened to be feeling herself. She be, was feeling herself. She decided not to wear any pants, stuff like that. And it's just like the internet went crazy when they really shouldn't have. I'm not going to lie. I was taken back too. Really? Because, yeah, not in a, wow, why is she doing this way? But in a, okay, girl. Yeah. We, If we're going to be honest, we haven't looked at her that way. Yeah, that is true. Because of the way I feel like their career blew up. We mm. weren't looking at them as... These two women that mm. were capable of showing their sexuality and embracing it. They came up from like Beyonce. That's and what I was say. Yeah. And so Beyonce, even though extremely sexy, not gonna take that away from her. She's, she's very poised. Right. Super poised, super classy. Super private, too. Right. And so we're looking at them in the same light. Like yeah. these are Beyonce's babies. That's so true. And so I'm not I I didn't look at it like, damn, she's doing a lot. That's not what I thought. I yeah. just said Girl, if this is your time to shine, then go ahead and take it. Yeah, that is so true. I definitely was taking it back because of I'm thinking of them as under umbra- right. like Beyonce's umbrella. But at the same time, it was just annoying to see like so many people be coming, hating, like hating on her. Nasty. I saw a tweet that was like, um, "If you have to get naked to gain or garner attention, then you're not that beautiful in the first place." Okay. Ugh. Like, Ooh, who said that? Who said that? There was some girl on Twitter. Oh, yes. I remember that girl. Yeah, that I was like... That ass girl. And then, did whoa. you see that? The following, the follow-up was like, um, no. what you call it? if you're a pick me, just say that. And she was like, there's nothing wrong be, um, There's nothing wrong... With, can I speak today? There's nothing <laughs> wrong with wanting to be picked by a man. That should be your life's goal. Baby, that tells me all I need to you know about you. You don't have to tear down somebody. Oh, anyway. 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 We're not going to get into that. Right. So, but let's get it started, though. Basically, the whole idea behind that video that sparked this conversation was just like, what is... What does it mean to embrace your sexuality? Like, right. what does it look like? Right. 
So I guess like for me, embracing my sexuality is tied into all the identities that I identify with, right? Mm. So like for example, I identify as a woman and I don't identify as anything other than a feminine woman for the most part. Um, I identify as black. Like right. there's so many identities that I could tap into. I identify as like a writer, even though that's private, like somebody that can dance, that's also private. Yeah. Like these are things that like I identify with. And when I was trying to think of like, damn, like what does this mean for me? Mm-hmm. I think that I thought of, it's not about what I do, it's how I do it. Yeah. Like m- and me embracing my sexuality has nothing to do with what I choose to wear because I can be sexy in sweatpants or in lingerie. I feel like sexuality is how you choose to look at things, Mm -hmm. how you choose to present things. Like Mm -hmm. a man that, I mean, this is how I've always visualized or idealized love guys. I'm a Pisces, so (laughs) I'm super ideal in that that sense sometimes. And when I look at that, I'm like, damn, like I want when a man loves me, I want him to look at me and be in love with the way I read, be in love with the way I cook, be in love like with the little things, find sexiness in the things that are not traditionally sexy. It's how I choose to to shift and shape what I do and how I do it. It's not like, do I have to wear lingerie? That's why even the tweet, she was being a fucking hater, period. But on another level of that, it's like, I think that women in society have seen sexiness as something that like you wear or something that like you do it's how you walk it doesn't even have to be any of that it doesn't have to be how you walk it doesn't have have to be how you kiss it doesn't have to be anything that is a sexual act no lingerie no nothing it could be how you look at somebody it could be how you choose to dress yourself you could be in sweatpants and sneakers and jordans and and completely carry off this or give off this sexy look so So that's what it felt like for me yeah that's what i was thinking because it's just like when we think of sexuality Mm -hmm. we automatically equate it to sex appeal right and i don't think that's really what it should be i think it's just like when i think of sexuality embracing my sexuality it's a lot of like how i feel in the moment how confident i feel because my confidence makes me feel sexy and when i'm sexy i feel confident exactly like it goes hand in hand Mm -hmm. so i get so annoyed when people are like oh when you're embracing your sexuality it's like embracing your sex appeal it's like no i'm not doing that it doesn't have to yeah it it doesn't they're not one and the same all the time yeah exactly it's like that's not what my end goal is i'm not looking to like put myself in my best dress to make sure that whoever i'm going out for that night make sure they want to have like they want to get my clothes off i don't want that when i think of my sexuality embracing my sexuality it's like one yeah i have urges just like guys do Mm -hmm. that's normal but two like i'm allowed and what i saw in the this is what was glowing through the video was that she just felt good in that moment she felt so good she She felt like she was in her safe space exactly like she was just in a t-shirt she was in some underwear like okay yes it was a thong but like she was in a t-shirt she was in some underwear she wasn't wearing any makeup she was staging her house she was at her most comfortable Mm -hmm. and so in that moment she felt super sexy and Mm -hmm. i felt that so many times Mm -hmm. sometimes when i'm cleaning and i'm in like one of my old like t-shirts or something and my hair is in like a messy bun like i look in the mirror i'm like damn girl you You look good as hell good as hell i'm like you look at sexy like you know it's the angles and just like feeling yourself so i think when i whenever i talk about like embracing my sexuality i don't even go to how i identify i'm just like you know when i'm feeling good about myself yeah like, when i'm feeling like when you're confident yeah exactly yeah. what things you're confident about so i i i mean but i guess while we're still in the beginning of this episode i guess we'll just talk about the conversation right now between being sexualized and being sexual or choosing to identify as sexy so for example the other day i chose to post a picture on instagram and if you follow me on instagram 
I don't know if you find my account to be sexy or not. I don't really care. I'm not asking. I think it's pretty sexy. Thank you. But if you go on it, I'm not naked. I'm not even in a bathing suit. Not once. I'm not in lingerie. I mean, I have cleavage, but that's because I literally can't hide the fact that um, I got the thing. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) I can't hide that. Um, But somebody close to me whose opinion I value very much had made a comment and was like, your your picture on Instagram was suggestive. I'm like... Suggestive? What the hell you mean, what suggestive? What the hell are you talking about? So I looked at my picture and I'm like, what's suggestive about it? She, and the person was like, well, I know that you were in your robe and you had a bra on. And I'm like, and? I was covered. There's not even an ounce of cleavage. Right. You see me from the shoulders up. It's a close-up pic. So what is suggestive of it? Yep. I don't know if any of y'all can relate. But Girl, you know can. if you have a mom right. who's somewhat traditional and was raised to understand like the rules, quote unquote, of society, then you know that you're always shielding the men's gaze. Mm-hmm. It's sick. Absolutely. Like when you've been asked to change or dress differently because you're about to be around a grown up or your uncle. Mm. Excuse me. No. I'm not changing because a man cannot shift his gaze because he can't think of the fact that I'm being like, I I look like a sexual object to him now. Why is the lesson never to teach your kids how not to sexualize somebody? But it's always don't dress like that. Don't wear a tank top that shows too much cleavage. Don't wear short shorts. Don't wear a dress that's too tight. Don't wear something that's see-through. What is your problem? And it was the same thing when I was commuting to school. So this is like a huge instance for me. Um, my mom and I would get into arguments all the time because mm-hmm. I would just keep like I'm going to school and stuff that I would wear normally like on the day to day and yeah so I have a bigger chest or whatever and you know growing up thick I have bigger features mm-hmm. so these things are very visible in clothing and she would just get so uneasy because I would come I was coming home at like 10 o'clock mm-hmm. I was taking the train at 10 o'clock and then I have to transfer and walk to my car by myself so I constantly especially during the summertime like I constantly had to cover myself and I couldn't wear what I wanted to school because she was too afraid that if someone saw me and saw what they liked mm-hmm. I'd be attacked right and it's like Obviously, that's a valid, valid point. Uh, yeah, truly. It's been proven over and over again, but it's so sick in the head that I can't simply put on a, like, if it's freaking 100 degrees yeah. outside, I'm going to school, I can't put on a crop top or yeah. I can't put on a, you know, a, a low cut shirt mm-hmm. because I don't want to get attacked. Sexualized. I don't want to get sexualized, right. which will lead to an attack. And it's like, that's so sick in the head. Mm-hmm. That's so sick when you really think about it. It's like, I can't wear what I want because these men can't control themselves. Exactly. And that's what it really comes down to, unfortunately. And it's like, it's annoying because... The men can control themselves, and then there's women who were taught that you this is the to, wrong yeah, thing to do. Right. So then they're also taking that side of the men where they're like, now there's two side People who are supposed to be with you, supporting you, are against you now. And right. I think that's what drove Chloe to be so upset in the first place. Because yeah. men, like, at the end of the day, we're always going to get sexualized, no matter right. what happens. Like, unfortunately, that's something that that's seems like... That's a thought like, that crosses their mind regardless. Exactly. It's their testosterone or whatever the hell they say. It. They talk it up to me. But to see so many women on the timeline go against her as well. Yeah. That hurt me because it's like, damn, we in 2021 and we still can't support each other as women. I mean, it's like, I agree with that 100,000%. Yeah. And in the same breath, it's like, I, I can't get off, I can't get off of my mind that sometimes like ladies, I don't know, all of us haven't had the same backgrounds. We yeah. don't all have the same history. Yeah. When you've been uh sexually assaulted. Yeah. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's changed some women's views on um 
not victim blaming because I just want to say like when you try to tell somebody what to wear or how to dress you're slightly victim blaming depending on if anything's happened to them in the past or not but that's that hits home for me mm-hmm. so it's like when you try to tell me how to dress as if I need to protect a man from looking at me and mm-hmm. thinking of sex you're not doing any other little girls any favors. You're just contributing to this non-progressive, misogynistic, super sexist society that we live in. And it hurts. It hurts my feelings to know that I have to change how I want to express myself, which partially is due to how I dress. I, I express how I am and who I am and my personality and the plethora of, of ways I like to present myself if you're telling me to change how I dress. Yeah. That's not me. That's it's- like... What you're saying is so true because, like, even after um, I've told Christian and I mentioned it on another podcast that we actually are featured on, um, but when I was in England, I was sexually assaulted, and literally, like, every single day after that, I kept telling myself, like, I shouldn't have worn such a short dress. I shouldn't. And even when I still don't wear the dress, and it's like, I'm not, like, traumatized from it, but I don't wear the dress because it's like, I know what happens when I wear that dress yeah. because the dress rides up yeah. in my, like, buttocks area. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, the dress rides up, so... I don't like to wear it because I'm so not afraid that's gonna but happen conscious, again, but like, like I'm so conscious right. about what happened. So like it's constantly on my mind. Like okay, this is and it's anxiety driving. Yeah, it really is, and it's so annoying because like even when I think back to when I was working at um, the car dealership, it was the same way. Like when I was wearing a shirt that was like too low cut or something, the guys like because I was be- I would be sitting lower um, at my desk, and the guys would come up to the window. Mm-hmm. They would look immediately down at my mm-hmm. shirt and it's just like that stuff just makes you like oh my god I yeah. have to cover up yeah. like I can't do this like yeah. it just makes you so subconscious about what you're wearing and how you feel and stuff like that so that I completely understand what you're saying it does make it does feel like victim blaming because I even tell myself like I even told you like was it really sexual assault like yeah. for so long I was like I don't think it was sexual assault yeah. but like yeah someone literally put the, I don't mind sharing but like literally someone put their hand up my dress and like and like squeeze my butt and it's mm-hmm. just like you can't do that you literally cannot do that yeah. at all because just because I'm wearing something that is a little sexy doesn't mean that you can you have the power to now do whatever you want you to have me. the consent which yeah. we're, we'll have another episode about at, a, at another time but it's all hand in hand and I don't think people I don't know if it's because people are unable to think in like a connected manner right and put things into context but when you start telling a woman what she can do or what she can post or how she can post it and what she can wear in these posts it's like <sighs> Can you guys just take a seat for a moment? Right. And understand that like some things now granted, like let's let's talk about social media for a second. Yeah. And say, okay, I think part of us embracing our sexuality and like, you know, having to put a pause sometimes or think about what we're posting is for us, I mean, like for you and I, maybe not yeah. for a superstar is that like we still have to find a job. We still have to do certain things. Yeah, exactly. And so we're super self-conscious of corporate America not accepting us for who we are when we're not in the office, for who we are when we're not signing, like, you know, our name on the dotted line. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's part of why we don't put everything on social media. Absolutely. And there was a moment that happened to me recently, actually. So, um... On social media, there's this like silhouette challenge mm-hmm. that everyone knows, and so you get into you know you, you know whatever outfit you wanted to do, whatever <laughs> you feeling confident in, put it on a put the red light filter or whatever, and um you know you have like kind of like a silhouette of your body, and so this challenge was going around, and I felt super confident one night coming home, and I was like I want to do this challenge, so mm-hmm. I did it because I'm on my path to TikTok fame, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so watching out, so I did it. And I felt so good about myself in that moment. And then I was like, you know what? Like, I want to share this. Like, I want to share this. So I sent it to my two best friends. 
And they were just like, oh my God, like, girl, you look good. And that was enough for me. But at the same time, I was like, you know, I kind of, I want to keep sharing this. Like, yeah. I think this is so cool. Like so many women have been posting on my timeline, on Twitter, on TikTok and I was like, everything like that. So I'm seeing it. I'm like, okay, this must be okay to post. So I post it on like my close friends on Instagram <laughs> first, because this is like, and I'm just like, I'm now that I'm going back to it, I'm like, damn, look how many layers I had to go through just to finally post on my actual story. Mm-hmm. Like I had to check with my friends first. Then I had to check with my sister. I checked with Olivia first to make sure that it was okay. And I'm like yo, like, is this too much? Like, mm-hmm. would you feel uncomfortable watching this? Because I'm like, all I can think of is my family. Yeah. And, like, how they totally. perceive me, you know? Oof. So the fact that I have my family on here, I'm like, oh, my God, they're probably thinking, like, their little cousin's a slut. <laughs> 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 like, I never want them to think that. Or, like, or I, I my worst fear is, like, someone DMing me and be like, girl, like, do not put this on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, this is terrible. Like, mm-hmm. why would you do this to yourself? So that's what I was so afraid of. And so I had to go through so many layers of them. Like, I even took a poll on my close friends. Like, do you guys think I should post this? Like, is this too much? And I ended up posting it. And I, in the moment, I felt really good. And I was getting DMs, like, you know, of these women, like, supporting me. And, you know, mm-hmm. men saying stupid stuff. Like, oh. <laughs> but what you know, like, <laughs> at the end of it, like, I went to sleep. And I woke up. And I watched it again. And I immediately deleted it mm-hmm. like a psycho that mm-hmm. I am but I immediately deleted it because I was just like I was so afraid as much as the support I couldn't help but feel this feeling of just like I need to take this down mm-hmm. this is too much of social media mm-hmm. I want to keep this part of myself for my partner you know so you kind of just answered what I was going to ask you next which is like do you think that your sexuality transfers over authentically to your social media absolutely not right yeah no, because <laughs> yeah, I don't you think just so. decided to take that down yeah but in, in some ways I don't know what it was, though, because what I was contemplating with myself, and this is what we talked about even in the group chat, just, like, what is the difference between, this is not an actual question, but just, like, what's the difference between me posting, like, a silhouette of me in my underwear versus me posting a bikini picture? Right. I have multiple bikini pictures right. from when I go on vacation, but then when it came to my underwear, I don't I don't know, I don't know why. I just felt, like, so self-conscious about that well, one. Well, I'm not going to be super, well, I'm not going to say I'm not going to be super literal because I'm about to get super literal. Like, I couldn't answer that question yeah. before. Like, I didn't have the words in the group chat, but... Like, everything that you wear or anything that you... Just, like, anything, everything has a meaning. Yeah. Like, a bathing suit, you go to the beach in. Like, yeah. that's for other people to see. Mm-hmm. But lingerie has this super intimate connotation, that meaning. So, true. so, like, if you were wearing a bra and panties, that's what you... That's the last layer you take off before you get in the shower, before mm-hmm. your partner sees you naked. Yeah. And so, like, I think for a lot of people, and, like, we've seen it with our generation and Gen Z and the millennials, is that... We can separate, we're capable for the most part of separating, you know, um, the meaning of wearing lingerie on Instagram and it being intimate. Mm -hmm. Like I posted a caption two or three years ago on a selfie where you couldn't tell I was naked or not. I had on a strapless dress, but you could only see me from the shoulders up. So it looked like I was naked. Mm -hmm. And the caption was up close, not personal. And I think that caption even applies to so many things. <laughs> thank you, thank, thank you, darling. Go ahead, girl. Thank you. Go ahead, girl. And I think that caption applies to so many things that we see on Instagram. Like I remember when I was little, my grandma used to be like, "Does Victoria leave anything a secret anymore?" And part of me was that like, "Is an icon. <sighs> She's a legend. She is the moment. I mean, come on now." <laughs> and it's like, even though um, I try to detach myself from these meanings too, it's super hard because. There's nothing left up to secrecy anymore. Mm -hmm. So even, like, let's talk about, like, growing up, right? Nudes were, like, this sacred thing. Oh, my God. The amount of guys that got, like, ripped apart Exactly. If you sent a nude, which could be considered you just being in your bra and panties, you're a whore. Yeah. A 
fucking slay. It's being sent around the school. Everyone knows exactly. about it. Exactly. It's being like sent to, like you get called down to the principal if they find out. Like it's a whole big thing. <laughs> but I, now you go on social media and you see that shit for Savage free. Savage X Fenty. Right. 50% off. Right. With my code. Yeah. Like what? And the thing is with these brand deals, it's from your favorite celebrities. Right. What I will say though is that like up close, not personal, that is like kind of like resonating with me because we see all these people on social media like in the Savage Fenty mm-hmm. doing all this stuff. But what I think we have to realize is that at the end of the day, we'll never be able to touch these people. Right. So I think that's what kind of gives it that like, There's you still know, something that's mysterious There's still a barrier. Yeah, yeah, it's still mysterious about it. That's why I feel like we're not, we can give a, we can give it away, but it's like, we're not physically giving away. Right. It's kind of just like mentally because right. now these men, unless the, the creepy ones that like follow these people right. and like go, go stalker mode on it. But it's like, these men can only sit there and view the picture, but they can never actually have the goods. Yeah, and I think that's that's what's going to even tie hand in hand. Like, I don't want to get too deep into it, but mm-hmm. the whole consent thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the same thing on the internet. No matter what I post, no matter how sexy I come across, whether I'm fully clothed in a freaking turtleneck mm-hmm. and I still give sex appeal or mm-hmm. I still look sexy... And you choosing to sexualize me is two different things. Mm. Because I can look super attractive and super sexy and give that look of sexiness Mm -hmm. and still not be like, I'm looking for sex. I'm looking for somebody to give me attention. I'm posting these things because I feel good. Because I feel like I look good. Like Leanna was talking about earlier, I could be cleaning in a baggy sweatshirt that's bleached the fuck up Mm. and still look like the baddest bitch on earth. Period. Like, I'll get a FaceTime call and be like... Hey. You call? Right, right. <laughs> I'm just cleaning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just cleaning. So, Kristen, let me ask you, do you feel like your sexuality transits over to your presence on social media? Oh, well, yes and no. Yes, because, like I said, like I could wear anything on Instagram, whether it be a baggy sweatshirt or a turtleneck or some sweatpants and feel super sexy. But at the same token, I don't feel like that's me tapping into my full capabilities of being sexy on Instagram mm-hmm. and my sexuality. And so, like... I feel like when I start to unpack that, what I'm realizing is I've, I have some internalized misogynism and sexism in the reasons why I post the things I do. Mm. Like, how many times have you said to me, girl, you're fine? Or like, why don't you do a TikTok? Or why don't you do... Because the TikToks I want to do are low-key sexual, mm. and I don't want to get judged for them. Mm-hmm. And I keep thinking about people like earlier in the episode, and I was mentioning people making these passive-aggressive comments, like, I'm suggesting something. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like I've internalized it, because when I talk to my friends, and I talk to other people, and I get on this microphone, I know that it's okay. I know that somebody sexualizing you has nothing to do with you choosing to own your sexuality, and you being sexy. But I can't detach it from the things that I choose to post. And I think part of it is, like you said, you're like, you know, you've always like had fuller features. I'm right there with you. When we were in Lennox, we were the two that developed like that. The racks. It was like, it was insane. (laughs) I remember like being in third grade, fourth grade, and we would pull the same niggas. We would pull the same (laughs) niggas because we had the same features. And niggas would be like, yo. Double. With a rack. Like, like that's, that's what I remember. So it's like. Um, I just think about that and I think about the fact that now at 22, almost 23, I'm still conscious of like my fuller features mm-hmm. and the fact that they're attention seeking and attention, well, not attention seeking, but attention drawing. Yeah. They automatically are like the features that men go, men's gaze goes to. Yeah. And it makes me uncomfortable because it's like, I know what I'm not asking for. I know that I'm just, and that's the other thing. You know what's crazy? 
The same people that will comment about you being too exposing or you being suggestive or you asking for something that you're not really asking for or being too sexual when mm-hmm. you're really just feeling sexy are the same people that if you had zero confidence in yourself would be like, she ain't got no confidence. Right. She don't love herself. Right. Okay, so now when I'm fully embracing myself, and then that's the craziest part is my fullest feature, like if we're talking sexual features, I guess, is my boobs. Mm-hmm. It's literally a thing on me that I'm most insecure about. Mm -hmm. So the times that I feel sexy enough to post those pictures, whether it involves them or not, let me fucking live. Yeah. Because I don't even like them. If anyone knows me, if anyone knows me, you know I've been talking about a breast reduction since I was in high school. Yeah. Like, for my entire life. So the times that women, and I think that's what people miss a lot in this world, we have so many features Mm -hmm. that can be seen as um, assets. Yeah. And that can be seen as attention drawing. That's a lot of things that we're checking constantly. Like, do these look good? Are they sitting the right way? Mm-hmm. Is my ass high enough? Like, are my lips okay? Like, everything is what we're checking now. So it's like, if you know how much effort it takes to constantly, like, reassure yourself that you are that bitch. Yeah. You look good. Even Absolutely. if you don't look like the next girl, you look beautiful. And it's like, even what Chloe was talking about on the live, you're always comparing your worst version of yourself to somebody else's best version of themselves. Mm. It's not fair. That's what she said. And I related to that because I'm like, damn, the things that I hate about myself are also the things that some women would love to have. Absolutely. And if I can chalk myself up and get myself up and be like, nah, girl, you look good no matter what. Like, even if you feel like you tipsy, topsy, curvy, you're okay. You still look good. (laughs) You still look great. I'm sure like there's some features on all of us that were like, like, even I'm even Rihanna, like, I just want to touch on Rihanna for a second. Everybody used to flame Rihanna for her forehead. Mm. Now, nobody says nothing about Not a Rihanna. word about Not it. Not a damn word. Not a damn Not word. Not a damn word. Because, Shut the hell up. Like, because everyone acknowledged she's the baddest. She acknowledged, I don't give a damn about my forehead. Y'all worried about what? Something y'all worried that God about, gave exactly. me naturally? So she embraced it. She didn't listen to any of the, the shit that y'all talked about. Because did y'all know that there's actually a forehead reduction surgery where you could bring your hairline down? If y'all would like to fund mine, um, please, you can find my GoFundMe in my bio. <laughs> link in bio. <laughs> no, literally. But really, though. But at the same time. This is the problem. We don't know what Rihanna goes through. We don't. We don't know if she's insecure we about don't. her forehead. We don't know because people do talk about it. But we don't know that because she still gets on Instagram. Her. She still decides that she's going to wear and look however the hell she wants. Mm-hmm. She still decides to wear, like, you know. Well, that also goes into this new age of social media where we don't show everything about ourselves anymore. We mm-hmm. don't show those moments of being down or not feeling ourselves. It's always just the highlight of our lives. And that's why I say, like, we don't know what Rihanna goes through because she can have easily have those moments where she's not feeling herself. She's obviously not going to post a photo and be like, hey, I'm not feeling myself right now, you Mm -hmm. know? So, like, we don't know if she has those moments. And I think that's a major trend within, like, all the social media realm right now. Like, where it's happening the most is truly Instagram because we see that Instagram is kind of all a lie in a sense it really is yeah it's super it's just really superficial i was gonna say super superficial but it's really superficial because we see these people altering themselves to Mm -hmm. present themselves Mm -hmm. as only the best and never never the real version of themselves so like what i'm trying to say is like we i get bashed on all the time by my cousin because she constantly tells me you cannot portray this confident no bullshit having girl on Instagram and then you get to talking to you and you're taking this crap from men, you're taking this crap, letting people walk from all over all over you mm-hmm. constantly, being a people pleaser. That's not what you're putting out on social media and at the end of the day, social media is a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. No matter how much we say it's a joke, it's just an app, no. 
it's, it's what gets you connection. Yeah. It's what gets you that bread. So what do you mean? It's, just, it's not a really connection of you. So at the end of the day, like what I'm putting out there is this strong, confident, I don't give a fuck attitude. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I'm crying in my closet every night. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. And so I think that's what I struggle with a lot. Just making sure that my confidence level when I'm on social media is directly reflecting into my life and just making sure that I'm not putting on that. I'm not continuing that facade of who I want to be rather than who I truly am. Right. Well, I I guess that's tricky, and maybe that's what relates back to this Chloe situation because we got to see two sides of her Mm -hmm. that that typically we see contradict each other. You see this super confident girl in her room at home, super confident, no makeup, staging her room in a thong, and then the next day she's crying. Right. And what I love about that, I'm not bashing her at all, what I love about that is the fact that she's showing you she's human. It's duality. She could have easily, and I just want to say, so beautifully handled, just like Beyonce would do. Mm-hmm. She could have easily snapped back at people and been like, you guys are fucking hating on me, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not what she did. What she did was she looked at it from her insides and she was like, you know what? Thank you guys for actually showing me some appreciation. Thank you yeah. for showing me that I do have the capability of drawing attention like that because my confidence level has been so low at times that I didn't think I would even be able to garner this amount of attention. Yeah, she literally said I didn't even know I could be right. sexualized. And, and she showed, like, she goes through it. She shows that she's usually not this confident. She wasn't the top pick in her whole life. And I just, I related to that so much because... For a long time, I feel like I was allowing myself to be used as an object mm. instead of reflecting and being like, is this what I want, though? Mm. Or am I allowing am I allowing myself to be used as an object at a certain point? I guess I struggle with this conversation because it's like I applaud the authenticity on social media. Mm-hmm. People that can get on social media and be 1,000% themselves is super dope. Yeah. But at the same time, I've been super hurt in the past by letting people into my life in that super vulnerable stage. Like there has, there's some things you have to keep for yourself. Yeah. No matter like, no matter what, it can be sex. It could be the way you look in lingerie. It could be the way you look in sweats and and like a messy bun. But there are some things that you have to keep to yourself because they're sacred to you. That's so true. And so like, even when if I thought if somebody was like live authentically. The first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, so I should be sharing my family Mm -hmm. and what goes on in my house and how that really affects me. I would never fucking do that. No. Not a day in my life would I ever do that. Because at the same time, we get, we have the right to be private. Right. And we don't have any obligation to overshare what we don't want to share. Right. And that's why I think it's such a big deal that she got on social media and was like crying and was like, listen, like, I know that I was on social media all confident and shit and that's what I love to do. I get on stage and I dance and I feel like like the best version of myself. And then, like, you guys drag me mm-hmm. for being the best version of myself. And that's okay. Because at least I know I'm finally, I finally arrived. I yeah. finally have seen the best version of myself. I know I was authentic. I know I lived my truth. And I know I embraced my sexuality, whether you liked it or you didn't. That's still a part of me. And I chose to show that side with you guys. And I guess that even goes into what she was talking about with being a catfish. Like, you can share all this great shit on Instagram, but in real life, you actually have all these insecurities. Yep. So you're choosing, like, and and in her case, it was the inverse of that. In real life, I have all these insecurities, but I'm also super confident in the way that I go around my house, I'm chilling in with no makeup on, I'm saging Mm -hmm. my room, I'm singing, I'm producing all these bomb-ass songs, and I share it with you guys on Instagram, and now it's still a problem. So you know what? You're just going to get what I feel like giving you at this point. Because, like, my confidence is not a reflection of what you approve of. Yeah. It's what I feel like 
I look best in, what I feel like I feel my best in. And I don't know. It just, I. There's a flip side to this, though, where there's an audience that will see this, see the, like, world's reaction and feel as though, okay, this just confirms I cannot share certain things, like we said, because I will be judged for things. And so this is what hurts me because while there's so much uplifting in this case, in this event, there's so there's also a lot of confirmation that we cannot be ourselves mm-hmm. because people always have a say. Mm-hmm. We cannot be. It's like it's so it's so annoying and it's for everyone though because it's it's re- it's really in women, but we also see it in men where they can't be overly confident because the girl's like, damn, this nigga feeling himself. He yep. dragged me. Yeah. Or like. If he's not confident at all, it's like, damn, he's so sad. Like, yeah, he, has he doesn't no, have any confidence. He right. has no swag. Like, there's nothing to him. What I do want to ask, for the first time ever, I want to ask our audience something. And I hope mm-hmm. men listen to us. We did see in the you know audience that men listen to us. Mm-hmm. I want to know, what is the path to self-love for men? Because as we see on social media, there are so many in-depth posts of women embracing themselves, embracing their mm-hmm. sexuality, as we're talking today, embracing their curves, embracing their uh, flaws, everything. There's so much in the world that puts out that as a woman, whatever you, you look like, yourself. you love yourself. You yeah. love yourself. You have to deeply love yourself. And I, I ask men, probably like, um, I've been doing this for two years. I always ask people, like the guys in my life, how did you get to be so confident? Mm-hmm. And when you really unveil that, a lot of it is just like, this came from within. Mm-hmm. And this is what, this is the main thing I got so many times. And as annoying as it was, just like this, nobody told me, speaking from a man's perspective that has told me this before, nobody told me to be confident in myself. No one reminded me to be confident in myself. Mm-hmm. Women are constantly reminded, be confident. Embrace mm-hmm. yourself, love yourself, then you can love someone else. Men don't get any of that. Mm-hmm. Because that goes into a different conversation of men just not being emotional and like, you know, vulnerable and stuff like that. But at the same time, that path of self-love looks so different for them because they constantly have to tell themselves, you know, I look good. I look right. good. I look good. Bitches want me. I look good. But see what you just said? Bitches want me. Yeah. Okay. The reason, like, I'm curious to see what you guys say, but I just find that so interesting because in terms of confidence, right, especially, like, I'm just generalizing, like, in the heterosexual cis community, mm-hmm. men their self-worth is a reflection of how many women they can pull. That is so true. It's the opposite for women. Yep. You don't... And niggas don't want you if you've pulled 10, 10 11, 12 men. Mm-hmm. They want something that's untouchable. Mm-hmm. They don't want something that's like... That everybody wants and everyone might have tried or had. or right. And I'm saying everyone very generally. But it's like women are taught that you want to be looked at by everybody but touched by nobody. Mm. Men are taught the opposite. You want to pull as many bitches as you can. Yep. So it's just very interesting. It's like we teach everybody to love themselves and be true to themselves. Men don't have the reminder of like, yeah, love yourself. Make sure like self-love comes first because they're taught that it's even though they're it's not coming from an external source telling you to do it. It's still dependent on do you get bitches? Mm-hmm. Do you pull women's attention that's true. when you're in a relationship? Are there 20 other women hitting your phone? Right. Is that like and I just think that's so crazy because that's the complete opposite of what of what women are taught. Mm-hmm. And even if you go back to. There's this Summer Walker song called Fun Girl. Her lyrics read, um, can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Skip, skip, skip. I don't understand it. It takes me out of the categories of marriage. Is it because I know what I want just like you? Because I make my own money and my own rules. Mm. Love who I want and fuck who I choose to. Mm. Don't take no shit and won't be used. But I guess that makes me undesirable. Mm. Guess that makes you so attractive. And this song hits 
every single time I hear it. That's crazy because I be singing the words and I never realize. Girl, you know I'm a lyricist. Right. Don't play with me. Right. She is not one of them. She is not one of them. She is not one of them. Okay. Nah, that just hit different. That sums yeah. up the whole thing. Yeah, because it's a completely different standard for men Absolutely. and self love. So that goes back to my point of internalized misogynistic sexism, mm. right? Because we give these men and these women from a young age this idea that women are what you look at and don't touch, or women should be striving to be looked at and not touched. Mm -hmm. But men, <laughs> there's so many contradictory statements in this. But anyway, let me finish this thought. But men are looked at the opposite. Get as many people as you can. It's just funny now because they become the gatekeepers of being desirable and being worthy of love and marriage and anything that you choose to want. You're not allowed to be desirable enough to the point where you let somebody in and they do touch you. And now it's like you're untouchable to other men. Now it's like they get to choose whether you being touched has made you something that's not wanted anymore or something that is now just experience. You ask a man what his body count is, I don't do that because I'm grown. I don't need to know what your body count is. But then they be beating you down to ridiculous. figure out yours ridiculous yo mind your goddamn business you ain't tell me yours right you ain't tell me yours so why do i have to tell you mine I'm but not it's saying also nothing. like why is that you, your concern at this point one that, exactly why is he concerned but it's like the moment i don't tell you so when a guy doesn't tell me their body count I'm like, all right whatever if i tell if i don't tell a guy he's super offended and automatically thinks it's i'm a hoe i'm a hoe i'm a hoe right i just up with john right David, Maurice, Marcus, <laughs> Keyshawn, Matthew, Keanu. Come on. Like, get the hell out of here. It's like, relax. And the I other, didn't do all that. It's just like exactly. a sacred number to me. It's right. like, you don't want to share yours? I don't have to share mine. I look at body count as tattoos. I know that's a crazy analogy. Here she goes. But my tattoos, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I look at body count as tattoos because they're for me. They're not for anybody else. My history, as long as I'm healthy, mm. as long as I'm healthy and I'm honest and I'm happy and at peace and I'm not bothering you, you don't have to see any of my tattoos. Wait a minute. That's pretty nice. Period. <laughs> see how she likes to come for me? But that's exactly what I meant. And it's like, even when I'm saying it's contradictory, right? Like going back to the Summer Walker verse, fun girl. Women are supposed to be looked at and not touched. But in the same token, if we look too good, we're asking for you to look and touch, it up, touch us. And the thing that bothers me the most is that when it comes to Hallie, if Hallie were to do any of this, if mm -hmm. she were to do the busted challenge, if she were to do, you know, the silhouette challenge, whatever she was doing, and anything that, um, what you call it, and the same video that Chloe did, nobody, I promise you, there wouldn't have been such an uproar simply because of her body type. It's so annoying to me that, and especially because we, you grew up with assets and I grew up as a thick woman, mm -hmm. when you're, you are sexualized before you can even understand what, what your sexuality right. yeah your sexuality is like right. you don't even know what it means to be sexy at a certain age and evelyn hugo i will say this one more time in her Here book says the same exact thing she had really big boobs right. from a young age and so she said she didn't know the power of her assets before she even before she like could actually understand them really mm -hmm. so like people were telling about her the power behind it but she didn't understand what she had and that's so annoying because like as a thick woman as someone who has those bigger assets everything we do is now automatically sexualized right everything we do is looked at in a certain light right but if it were to be like a slim fit woman and this is not against anything because all body types are beautiful but it's like when you're a slimmer woman when you don't have such you know accentuated assets, accentuated assets yeah. people are not automatically drawn to that so for hallie it, i promise you and i'm not pitting them against each other but i promise you if she were to post something like that she wouldn't 
have gotten the same reaction. She would have gotten attention, but she wouldn't have gotten the same reaction mm-hmm. from the, same the yeah the same se- sexualized re- reaction because she doesn't have those same body parts. Right. I'm thinking about my friend Zaylee, who had made a tweet that I had to repost in my story last week, and the tweet was something like, "The Chloe Bailey theory." is that y'all don't appreciate women until they're naked, basically. Something mm. like that. I'm mm-hmm. paraphrasing daily, so I'm really sorry. But it was true because Chloe and Hallie have been super talented the entire time. Yep. Like, I know the Ungodly Hour hit and skyrocketed numbers that they used to do, but regardless, she wasn't appreciated and looked at for all of her womanly figure and all of, like, she brings to the table, all of her identities. Even she said in her video on Instagram, the live that she went on, she was like... I've made more sexual videos than this. Like, I've moved sexually before. Mm-hmm. You guys just never paid attention to it. Yep. Maybe it's because of the way she was dressed. Maybe it's because of, like, the lyrics behind the song. I don't know. But the point is that it's not until women start embracing their sexuality or start stripping that you finally pay attention to her the way she deserved to be attention paid attention to before. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that... Obviously, everything comes with its positives and negatives. So at the same time, she got all these women that were bringing her up, but then you had the pick and the men that were like, you're doing a lot, you're asking for X, Y, Z. No, she's not. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she deserved all of this attention way before. Exactly. She's beautiful. It's not like she changed her body recently. Not at all. Not at all. She hasn't done anything differently. She's all she did was... Exactly. All she did was... <laughs> Take that makeup off, Mm -hmm. get real comfortable in the skin she was in, and dance around her room and be herself. That's all she did. And instead of being like, damn, that's a beautiful girl, and she's super talented. Because mind you, she's doing this, and she's still posting videos of her producing music in her house. Right. And it's not until you start showing different sides of yourself that can be sexualized that you start being paid attention to the way you you should have always been paid attention to. Mm -hmm. Like, I specifically remember when I was in high school. I went to a Catholic high school, so I was always in uniform. And I had a boyfriend. And when my boyfriend and I broke up, I started getting attention from other guys in my school. And... When they would see me outside of school, because I was always with him, when we finally broke up, they would see me outside of school at other functions, and they'd be like, you look like that? Mm. Under that sweater vest? Mm-hmm. Under the sweater vest? Yes, darling. I look like that under the sweater vest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look the fuck good, Pivian. darling. Pivian. Like, the legs, the breasts, mm-hmm. the chest, the skin, the lips, it's all been there. You've just fucking ignored it. She said, get the London look. So, <laughs> it's like, come on now. You can't pick and choose when you want to pay attention to somebody. It's always been there. Yep. You have, just think about it like this. Every time you you go to meet somebody, you have the choice to see what you want to see or see what they present you with. Mm. You don't get to pick and choose what somebody puts out there, obviously, on social media. But her and all her greatness has always been there. And like she said, she does performances that are super sexy. Yep. And there are lyrics to the songs that imply certain things, if you know what I mean. So you have the choice to see her for what she is, or you can start taking messages that were never there in the first place. So it's really up to you at this point to start checking yourself on all these internalized messages that you never owned in the first place. These are all things like we came into a world that was already created, had all these rules and regulations and these silent, mm, I don't want to say etiquette, but like I said, rules and regulations that we're all supposed to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've adopted these things, but we haven't really checked ourselves on is that is that right? Is that healthy? Is that what I'm supposed to do? So Leanna and I are going to do our homework and we're going to do some reflecting and we're going to check ourselves on what we decide to post. 
if it aligns with our sexuality and how we embrace it. But we're also asking you guys to do the same thing. If you find yourself sexualizing somebody or or dragging somebody for how they choose to express their sexuality, you have to check that. Mm. That's that's you and how you were raised, or not even just how you were raised, but your society and what you've grown up with and your environment. That's not on anybody else. Some people are super confident in their body and how they express themselves is strictly through that. You can't dictate how somebody else is supposed to get on social media and live their life. That's not up to you. And so we're doing the work because we all we all judge people, whether we like to admit it or not, but it's not up to you. Mm. Even if you don't believe in God, you are not the one that gets the, the yes or no, the final say in whether somebody's worthy of attention, worthy of love, worthy of acceptance. That's not up to you. Woo! We promised you guys some reflection, y'all. I'll be giving it to you hot and heavy, but... To end this episode, I just want to give you guys a friendly reminder. You need to uphold respect and kindness to those you don't find attractive. Everything is not about your damn libido, okay? Period. Take that, ingest it, reflect it. Not ingest. No, really though, ingest it (laughs) and reflect it on your everyday actions. And we'll be back on the next episode. Come on, 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 come on,